Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Birth to Life Early Care Institute. I'm the founder, April Jones. I am going to talk about a topic that sometimes happened to us during the holiday season. This show is entitled Surviving Your Child's Meltdown During the Holidays. Surviving Your Child's Meltdown During the Holidays. So, as many of you all know, I've been teaching for a number of years, right? And I've um, worked in many, many different schools. And so around the holiday season, I would notice that the children would just act bonkers. They would act crazy. And I would try to figure out what's going on. You know, I was a teacher that was so accustomed to having routines and being consistent every single day. I know part of it was them being excited and thinking about getting gifts for the holiday season, candy, even all of these wonderful things. And to be quite honest with you, I would kick it up a notch as well during the holiday season. I would have more parties, more festive stuff, you know, things that teachers do. And sometimes what I notice is that I kind of had to scale it back a little bit. And before I started to do things, I had to really go in and teach, introduce, and make sure that the children knew what was expected. You know, despite all that, you know, when holiday Christmas party came around or any other thing, the kids would go crazy. <laughs> um, you know, we would have performances, the children, parents would gather in the classroom and somebody was always bound to have a meltdown, go crazy or do something out of the ordinary. And of course, you know, for part of my years, I worked as a preschool teacher, I worked as a toddler teacher, so I've seen it all. And what I noticed is sometimes I would become so frustrated, um, a little bit embarrassed, the parents would be embarrassed. But over the years, I kind of just let that go. Honestly, I did, because there are a couple things that I noticed too. You know, when anytime your child goes over to a family gathering or something is happening, to them, it's like going to Disneyland. And sometimes as adults, we really don't see it that way. We just see, oh, we're just going over here, you know, eating, having a good time. But to them, it's an adventure. So <laughs> you're getting in your car, you're going to another place, or even if you're having people to come over, it's an adventure. That's one thing I noticed. It does not take children that much to get excited sometimes. You know, as adults, we think with our adult brain. But again, sometimes children can get overwhelmed too. All of the people are gathering around. Families are talking about what's to cook. You know, cousins, people are running around. People are laughing or joking or another child is having a meltdown. And that's something that is disrupting their usual routine. Even if you're not a person that is a consistent person with routines or you're not a stickler, even if you come home every day after school or picking your child up or doing virtual learning or whatever you're doing in this season and you're eating dinner or you giving your child a bath, even though there might be a little bit of flexibility in there, that's still pretty much a predictable schedule. But when the holiday season rolls around, it's sometimes not that predictable. You know, you might have a family member that's running late. 
plans might all of a sudden change. Maybe you were eating um, <laughs> in the live in the dining room area, but then you have to extend the living room area. All of these dis different things happen, and so this can cause a child to experience a meltdown. Okay, especially for instance, if you are traveling to another location and you have a set routine, like I mentioned before, but your family decided to eat a little bit later in the evening and you're driving or you're on your way and you had to prepare some things throughout the day so your child missed their nap, um, you will be leaning in until your child's bedtime. And so those are some signs that your child might have a meltdown even before they get to the house. Even if they're at the house, you know, like I mentioned before, it's like Disneyland to them. They're excited. People are talking. I don't care if it's just two additional or three additional people or four additional people. That is still something that's very unpredictable to them. And it can cause them to have a meltdown. Maybe you're just having a casual conversation with your auntie or your grandma and all of a sudden your child has a meltdown because they want the attention and they really can't process all of their emotions so there are a couple of things that i want you to consider number one give yourself some grace if this this occurs give yourself some grace because more than likely if you have a child anywhere that is in the infant to older preschool range, so that's infants through five years old, even six years old, that is something that could possibly occur for your child to have a tantrum or meltdown. But before you have holiday plans, whether you're traveling or you are having dinner at the house. I know that some people are still gonna to continue to have gatherings, hopefully that they are small, but people are still gonna to continue to meet even through Zoom. So some of the things that you might consider doing is having a conversation about it, talking about it. I would suggest maybe having a conversation two weeks prior or three weeks prior and just drop some nuggets in there. If your child is nonverbal, I would have pictures. So, you know, you could show them a picture like, hey, we're going to grandma's house. Or you can show a picture through your phone. Or you can just casually talk about it for nonverbal children and for verbal children as well. So some those are some of the things that you might want to do. Another reason why children might have a meltdown is because they cannot process and communicate all of the things that's happening. Some children have sensory issues. So some children do not want people in their spaces. Aside from being in their spaces, they don't really know how to process handling all these people and noise. You know, children can honestly have a meltdown and a tantrum by it being too loud. I know sometimes when I gather with my family, it can get loud because we're eating. We're not only we're eating, we're watching TV. Maybe my mom is showing me something that she just bought, like all of these different things. So a lot of times it is very, very busy for them. And that's another reason why they could possibly have a meltdown. So give yourself some grace. And I know it can be very, very hard. I know it can be very, very hard. 
one suggestion that I want to give for parents is that if you're having a gathering at your house, kind of give people a heads up, especially if you want, if you have children that are under the age of five. So some children, again, they still need their routines. They still need their routines unless they're going to have a long night. So if you still want to possibly get keep those routines close as possible while you're still entertaining, still do that. So what do I mean by that? So if you still want your children to have a decent bedtime, because you already know that if they don't have this bedtime tonight, it's going to be a very long weekend or a very long next two two or three days some children are actually like that if you knock them off their schedule for just one day or one night it's hard to play catch up so you might just tell them you know um you guys go ahead watch tv you know um i have some things on in the fridge or, or whatever how you're entertaining and i'm gonna go ahead and get them settled for bedtime and then i'll be right back so you know that is something that you could possibly do um, as well to kind of still keep that routine. People will not necessarily judge you either. Don't think about people judging you because we all know anybody that's ever been a parent knows that it takes a lot of hard work to love your child, to nurture your child. It takes a lot, a lot of work. And so nobody's going to judge you for still giving them like a, a bath or still trying to keep their routines because if parents have little ones, they've been there, done that too. And they might look at you like, oh, she's, or he's really, dad is really smart for that. Or mom is really smart or whoever is caring for the children. So make sure that that's something that you can communicate to your guests prior to. If you send out an email and invite like, hey, you know, um, this is the time, you know, I'll be scooting out a little bit of this is the time, time frame, you know, yeah, those are some of the things that you could possibly do too. If you are a family that try to keep boundaries as well, you know, it's, it's, it's not hard to say like, Hey, you know, I'll have dinner from like three to six, but you know, around seven 30, that's when I really want to get my kids, you know, settled for bedtime and things like that. So we'll kind of close it out around like six 30, you know, go ahead and do things like that. Go ahead and communicate things that will help help you in this transition. Cause sometimes you need to kind of think ahead before the meltdown happens. Sometimes the meltdown is going to happen no matter what, you know, because they might see their cousin leaving or they might see their favorite uncle leaving and they were just having fun with them or give, giving them a gift, all of this excitement. So those are some of the things that you could possibly do. Um, another thing to help with the meltdown as well is also kind of having a space for the children to just explore so you know the the adults are somewhere and you're having fun you're talking you're eating or whatever but children still need their outlet too so that's when it starts with the running downstairs or running running around or screaming so you can already talk about you know maybe having a game or two out having some type of manipulatives or play toys the thing that i want to encourage you guys as well is not to have a bunch of stuff out believe it or not so i want to put an abundance of things out for the children to play with i would just put out maybe anywhere from two to four items at the most 
make sure it's something that they can independently clean up on their own um, as well. But if they're younger, younger, I would even settle it down to just two items, to be honest with you. Because one of the ways that you can become overwhelmed with holiday stress is having to clean up all of these toys and entertain guests. And then you haven't even gotten to the kitchen yet. So those are some things to consider as well. Another thing that I would talk about too is really looking at the size of your gathering. So especially in this pandemic COVID season that we're in, we really don't want to have large groups of people, right? And even in this season, you might want to just kind of size it down a little bit. But even though all of that is going on and we will eventually not have this pandemic anymore, eventually, maybe you should can really consider how many people you are inviting or if you are traveling somewhere, how many people are there. So if you are traveling somewhere and this crowd is still kind of, I don't know, it's still kind of a nice size according according to you, but you're, you guys are still social distancing or whatever you're going to do, maybe not stay the entire time. So you don't want to necessarily, maybe you feel like, okay, I don't want to necessarily offend my family or offend this person for not coming. But, you know, if dinner is starting at at a certain time, maybe you just want to arrive a little bit earlier. Talk about it with your your guests or your family. Just arrive a little bit earlier. Um, Even I wouldn't arrive like in the middle or towards the end. I would arrive like a little bit earlier so your child or your children can explore the environment a little bit. Because sometimes if you're arriving somewhere or you're hosting or something, you have all of these influx of people coming in at once and they're bringing things and they're smiling and hugging and laughing and TV's going, all of that kind of stuff. It can be very, very overwhelming. So something that you could possibly do is just arrive just a little bit earlier. Try to settle yourself. You know, maybe have your child to go ahead and wash their hands, go to the bathroom, you know, walk around a little bit. That could kind of settle them into the festive holiday season without starting this meltdown right away. So I've given a lot, a lot of tips so far, right? And I want to talk about you all as parents, you all as parents, because this, of course, is easier said than done. I know it's easier said than done. I, like I mentioned before, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Okay. But just in the moment, say for instance, that you have done these things, you have considered these things and a meltdown or a tantrum still happens it still happens. So let's talk about the tantrum is happening. People are around. You might feel a little embarrassed. Okay. So let's talk about that. How to handle yourself in that moment. First thing you do is breathe. (laughs) Breathe, 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 breathe. So if they are rolling in the floor because, you know, you told them, no, you cannot get another slice of pie. I know you want another slice of pie, but no, you cannot get another slice of pie. And they start to throw their spoon and they fall out and then they be, they have spaghetti legs and all that kind of stuff. 
or maybe they're tired, but you're still there. You still haven't seen your sister in so long and you want to talk to her a little bit longer, but you notice your child is tired and you already know what's coming. First thing you do is breathe. First thing you do is just breathe, okay? Another thing that you want to consider too is actually moving your child away from the environment and transitioning them into more of a quiet solitude place. So in the house, wherever you are, even if you have to take them into the bathroom to kind of talk to, talk to them and let that, let that emotion cry out, do that. You know, because sometimes it's better for us to kind of transition into more of a safe, quiet space to deal with those emotions versus dealing with it out in the open. And you still kind of want people to be able to talk and do the things that they're doing as well. You know, I know that it can be embarrassing. <laughs> it can be very embarrassing. But if you have a nearby bathroom, if you have a nearby bedroom or something like that, you know, do that. Do that. If nobody's in that space, you know, if if everywhere is just full or it's too loud, then possibly taking them outside if it's not too cold or something like that. Of course, you're using your your sound judgment. You can take them on the patio. You can take them outdoors. You can go to your car even, but try to transition them in a quiet solitude space for you to connect with your child. What are some of the things that you can do? Okay, let them cry it out. Let them cry it out, scream it out. Remember, in one of my latest podcasts, I talked about if the screaming is just a little bit too much for you, you know, you still need to have your um, your headphones on standby or something like that. Remember, because, you know, the screaming and the screeching can elevate stress levels for you. So still use that technique. Remember, you know, to get your cell phone. So if you need to get your cell phone, get your cell phone and you can play music for you. Now, say for instance, if your child likes music, maybe having them to listen to a little bit of music to soothe them, to calm them down as well. Giving them back rubs if their their love language is like physical touch. Giving them a hug, telling them, "Oh, I know that you want that piece of pie so so much, but you've already had a piece of pie." But what I can do is cut a little slice, and we can put it up, and maybe you can have it for later. You won't have it tonight, but maybe you can have it for later. Stay in your solitude space as long as you need to. Now, it's up to you as a parent to know if you going to use sound judgment or not, meaning that if you need to go ahead and end the night or end the, the early dinner or day or whatever, go ahead and end it and tell them like, hey guys, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much. We had a good time, but you know, I think we need to go ahead and transition and go home or I'm going to go ahead and prepare them for bedtime or rest time or whatever that you're going to do or I don't know, maybe it's during the day, whatever you fit, whatever their normal routine is, you're going to go ahead and try to get that routine back and transition them into that time. Okay. So those are some of the things that you could possibly do, you know, things that you know that your child likes um, as well. Those are things that you can push in to help them during this holiday meltdown time, (laughs) you know, so 
parents don't take it personal sometimes immediately we think that okay i'm a bad parent like what do i do and all of this and you're overwhelmed with all of these emotions as well because they are rolling and acting out and screaming um as if their little hair is on fire or something but you know don't take it personal just know that you are a good parent and in this Disneyland moment of people and <laughs> this holiday season of people, it can be a little bit much for them. And that's the only way that they can communicate how they're feeling is through crying or screaming because they're not at that point where they have the different regulation um, of emotions just yet and the language to express how they feel. Now, some children... You know, when they become a little bit older, some children will express that, like, I want another piece of pie, and I want it now, and you're mad, and I'm da 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 So some, even in that moment, they're still expressing themselves, but they're still having that tantrum because they want that delicious sugary pie with the ice cream. <laughs> so those are some of the things that I just really, really want you to consider as to why children have meltdowns during holiday season the people the noise the unpredictable schedule the um the laughter the the i mean so many different things the environment the environment all of those things that i just told you about that encompasses the environment so hopefully when you are hosting or you are traveling somewhere you have your cell phone, <laughs> you have your um, earphones as well. Yeah, have your earphones and your cell phone because those are going to be your to-go things. Now, if they have like a cute little stuffed animal or something like that you want to bring, totally fine if you're traveling. Of course, if you are in your home, it might be a little bit better because you have immediate access to your environment and the things that they possibly like so when you're planning dinners and you're planning gatherings even outside of the holiday season really consider if you have children under the age of five really consider how they are going to react and how they're going to feel to certain things that you are doing so hopefully this has really 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 helped you all um, in this podcast, remember, I'm on Spotify. I will attach my link in the bio to my other platforms. And remember, parents, if you struggle with anything concerning your family, anything concerning your family, maybe you have went through a divorce during this season. Maybe you're struggling with, with potty training. Maybe you're, you don't really know what to do about mealtime. You want to possibly push in some concepts and teach your child at home, but you don't know where to start. You can book me. You can book a session with me. Um, and you can book through Facebook. Actually, you can book a session with me and you we could have actually a ECE call, coaching call, or an ECE virtual home visit. So hopefully this was helpful for you. And I was. I hope you guys are staying tuned because I'm going to have a couple more podcasts that I will be releasing to close out this season. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day and enjoy your holiday season as well. Be kind to yourself. 
Be kind to yourself. Give yourself some grace. You're doing a great job no matter what. Despite this 2020, it has been an adventurous, <laughs> an adventurous 2020, but we're still here and you're listening. Share this with another family. Share this with someone. Someone, you know, people having twins and some ch- people have one child or three or four, whatever. Share it with another parent. You never know this how this could help them. All right. Bye-bye.